0: Please remember as we go through the seven trumpets that what is happening here is that God is at war. War has been declared by the Lord upon a godless world. Up until this point, sinners have been at war with God, and by the way, that's the way it is in our world today in 2021. Uh, Godless men, the ungodly are at war with their maker today and uh, fighting against the Lord and his people. You just have to think about that lady uh, from the Republic of Ireland, that dear Christian lady who was in court this past week simply because she had some believers round to her back garden during the lockdown Just had some Christian friends around for some fellowship. And uh, last week she was in temporary in a courtroom like some common thug. Of course, this Wednesday, isn't it, those three young uh, street preachers who will be in a courtroom in Dundalk simply for preaching the truth about sodomy. Not their opinion on sodomy, but what the Bible actually says about it. And I urge you, friends, to pray for those three young men as they stand in Dundalk Courthouse. Who knows? I said it to someone during the week, who knows? what plans the Lord has for them to witness even in the court. Next month in uh, another court in the south of Ireland, there will be a, a pastor, a Christian pastor, who will be in court for opening their church at Easter time. Who would have thought that these things would be happening Man is at war with the Lord. But I want to tell you folks, the day is coming when the tables will be turned. And that's what Revelation chapter 8 describes for us. Now it's not man shaking his fist at the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it's the other way round. It's the Lord Jesus Christ at war with godless man. The Lord is a man of war. That's what the book of Exodus says, Exodus 15. The Lord is a man of war. And here you certainly have a fulfillment of it as the seven trumpets are blown by the angels. The seventh seal has been opened and uh, revealed. This wonderful book, this title deed to planet Earth. And the Lord Jesus is the one, of course, who has opened the seventh seal because he's the owner of planet earth this planet belongs to him that's why he's coming back to reclaim it someday from the devil I hope you'll be ready for that day and uh, the first trumpet sounded And remember last week we talked about the, the rain and it was raining blood imagine that raining blood Because of all the blood that has been shed on planet Earth, innocent blood, the blood of the unborn, over 2,000 in Ulster in recent times, just in a year and a half, isn't it? Over 2,000. Little image bearers in the womb, slaughtered. Is it any wonder it's going to rain blood someday? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Two thousand in Ulster. Forty-one million across the planet every year. Ah, oh, but 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 God's a monster. Oh, he he's so cruel. This God of the Bible that he punishes people. Hmm. I'm afraid not. No, you've got it all wrong. He's actually a fair God. He's a just God. He he he, he he's straight down the line no one will ever be able to say that God is unfair because what goes around comes around and when you shed innocent blood then don't be surprised if your creator calls you to account for it the innocent blood of the children the unborn, the preborn talked about the innocent blood of the martyrs the innocent blood of Christians, persecuted Christians throughout the world, raining blood. We talked about the first trumpet and the judgment that will come upon this planet. Today we're moving to the second trumpet. And you see, folks, remember that the Christians have gone. This is the Great Tribulation. And when God declares war on the world, all his people will be. Gone. They will have been raptured. The trumpet will have sounded and Jesus will have come, taken his people home. How do I know that? Well, because God doesn't pour out his wrath upon his people. The Lord will not pour out wrath upon his own blood-washed and blood-bought people because he has already poured out his wrath upon Christ at Calvary. And I tell you, as the hymn writer said, God will not payment twice demand. Never does it. If you're trusting in Christ today and trusting in his blood that we have been singing about. God won't demand payment from you for your sins. It'll never happen. Hallelujah. The question is, are you trusting in the blood of Christ? Or or are you trusting in someone or something else? The second trumpet, the Lord is uh, he's declaring war on these rebels who are still on planet earth. Uh, these, these individuals who populate the planet who have rejected the gospel. They have thrown it back in his face. These insurgents, we could call them, insurgents. Insurgents and rebels against high heaven. And it's interesting to notice what happens here. How, what, what judgments befall these evildoers as the second trumpet sounds, verse eight. And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. So here's a volcano. That's the image. That's the picture. A volcano. Why did we read Jeremiah chapter, tw- chapter 51? Well, because it also speaks of a volcano. And we want to try to understand what this volcano in Revelation chapter 8 is speaking about. And uh, you've got to take the key, folks. So you, you take the key from Jeremiah 51 and you go over to Revelation chapter 8 and you put the key in the lock. And hey, presto, it opens the door. The volcano represents Babylon. That's that's, that's what it's speaking about in Jeremiah 51. And I believe that's what it's speaking about in Revelation chapter 8. In Jeremiah chapter 51, it's referring to literal Babylon. That's where the Jews went into exile. They were taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar. And the Babylonians to a nation that was full of idolatry. Well, in Revelation chapter 8, it's spiritual Babylon. And it's referring to idolatry, whether it's idolatry in, the Christ, in Christendom, in the so-called Christian church... Or in, in Islam or or, or or Hinduism or whatever the religion is, it's speaking about spiritual Babylon. One word to sum it up idolatry. God is judging I- idolatry here in Revelation chapter eight. And this volcano of idolatry is cast down. The world is full of idolatry. And there's a whole lot of idols in people's lives and they don't even know that they're idols. Idolatry. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. First commandment. what's the greatest what's the, the what's the, the great commandment that Jesus spoke about thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength but when we put someone or something before the lord then we commit idolatry when we love someone or something more than the lord then we commit idolatry. And idolatry is a very serious sin in the eyes of God. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So these people who, who um, are living on the earth at the time period that's described in Revelation chapter 8, are are nothing but a a pack of idolaters. That's, That's exactly what they are. And the Lord judges their idolatry. And this great burning mountain or volcano of idolatry is cast down cast down doesn't say that it fell down that it falls down but it says that it was cast into the sea who cast it into the sea who cast it down the Lord it's Jesus Christ who does the casting it's Jesus Christ who brings down this volcano of idolatry The maker of the mountains. That's him. You see it speaks about this great, burn, great mountain burning here. Does it not make you think of Psalm 90? Before the mountains were brought forth. Or ever thou hadst formed the earth. Even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Lord Jesus you're Everlasting. You're the eternal Son. Before the mountains were brought forth, before you had created the mountains, before you had made the mountains, before you made Mount Everest, before you made Mount Sinai, before you made Mount Moriah, before you made Mount Calvary. You are there from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And the Lord Jesus is the one who cast down this mountain in Revelation chapter eight. He's the maker of the mountains. That's the one who cast down the, the volcano. But he's not only the maker of the mountains, he's the master of the sea. The Master of the Sea. You see, there's the reference to the sea here in verse eight. And the and the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast where? Into the sea. The sea. This great volcano cast down into the sea by the master of the sea. He's the master of the sea, bellows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved today. He's so gracious, you know, he's so merciful. We're still in the day of grace. Is there a heart that is broken? Weary and sighing for rest. Come to the arms of thy Saviour, pillow thy head on his breast. He's the master of the sea. Wonderful description of the sea in Psalm 107. We've talked about Psalm 90. Let me just read to you from Psalm 107. The sea is described there, and more importantly, The master of the sea, Psalm 107, verse 23. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted Because of trouble they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. He's the master of the sea. He always brings his people to their desired haven. Child of God, if you're going through the valley or to use the analogy of the sea, if you're in the storms out at sea spiritually and you're finding it hard to keep your head above water, your lifeguard walks on the water. Your lifeguard walks in water. He'll be with you. He'll bring you to your desired haven, to your heavenly home. Keep going. Don't give up. Take Winston Churchill's advice never, never, never give up. <clears throat> Failure's not final, by the way. It's not what, what Mr. Churchill said, another one of his great quotes. Failure is not final. It's not fatal. It's all about perseverance, isn't it? It's all about continuing. And with your hand in the hand of the master of the sea, you can continue. And with your hand in his pierced hand, you will make it through to your desired haven. Who is it that cast down this idolatrous volcano in Revelation chapter 8? It's the maker of the mountains, the master of the sea. And it's the man on the middle cross. The the man who hung on the middle cross. Yes, the one who declares war on a godless world. And my, what a horrendous description it is. I mean, did did you... take it in folks when we read it if you go back in your Bible to Revelation 8 I mean notice this horrendous picture in verse 9 and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and the third part of the ships were destroyed and verse 8 tells us and the third part of the sea became blood what an awful picture, what an awful scene but that's the way it's going to be when Jesus Christ declares war on a world that hates him. On the people who have been left behind. Make sure you're not left behind. Because you'll experience this. Oh, this is not you know, by and by pie in the sky. The Lord Jesus could return and if you're not right with him, you'll be left behind and these things will happen and you'll be on the earth. It will not be just uh, down on paper in black and white in the, in the Bible. It will actually be personal experience for you. And the reason I come today, and the reason I come every Sunday is so that you will turn to the Lord and never experience what's written in Revelation chapter eight, so that you'll be saved. And trust in the blood, haven't we read of blood today? The blood that filled a third part of the sea, third part of the sea became blood talked about blood last week in verse 7 fire mingled with blood have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power are you washed in the blood of the lamb (coughs) do you need to get back to the blood have you drifted away have you wandered away from the Lord and and your life has become defiled yes you're still his child but your life has become filled with rubbish rubbish And you need to get back to the cross. Thank God you can do it today. You can come to the man on the middle cross. Yes. Yes, you see, friends, that you see the one who is, who is um, fighting against the inhabitants, the inhabitants of planet Earth. The one who is at war with the world in Revelation chapter 8 is the man who died on the middle cross. He died. What an awful picture it presents here when the second trumpet has blown off, off the creatures in the sea and it says uh, "They, they, they uh, these creatures which were in the sea and had life, they died, it says. Died. Death. But what about the one who died on the cross? Christ died for the ungodly. It's amazing, those wee wayside pulpits you see on Scripture verses on the side of the road as you drive along. Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah for the man on the middle cross. This is a, a very, very frightening picture that we've painted today of this volcano being cast into the sea. And you say, well, I, I really came to church today to be uplifted, not to be, not to be depressed. Well, if you're a child of God, I want to bring encouragement to you as we finish. Um, because I want to take you to Psalm 46. We've talked about Psalm 90 today and Psalm 107, but here's Psalm 46 as we finish. A word of encouragement for believers. I'm afraid I can't give any encouragement to you if you're not a believer. If you're not right with the Lord, I have no encouragement for you today. But if you are a believer, listen to Psalm 46, the opening verses, because there's a connection with Revelation chapter 8. God is our refuge and strength, very present help and trouble. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Did you notice that? Though the mountains be be carried into the midst of the sea. What what did we read off in Revelation chapter 8? A mountain being carried into the midst of the sea. But Christian, you don't have to be afraid. Therefore, will not we fear? Isn't it good, no matter what is happening on the earth, that you can just say with the psalmist, therefore, will not we fear? Mountains being thrown into the sea. Nations. Everything in chaos. But we will not fear. That's a good place to be. And it is the place that the Lord wants every child of his to be. If you're not his child... May you turn to him today and let him take you to that place. Let's pray.